Hello and welcome to the Rationable Podcast, your weekly deep dive into how science and critical thinking make you immune to scams, fads and hoaxes. I am your host, Abhijit. Let's dig in. Now, if you've been living under a rock, it's probably because you're taking shelter from the falling space debris. But seriously, the Indian ASAT project, or Mission Shakti, as it's been called by the government, which is the anti-satellite initiative, has uh, made a big splash across the headlines all over the world and has definitely ruffled some feathers over at NASA. But are they justified in being concerned? Should we have launched uh, an ASAT in the first place? Anyway, here are some of my thoughts on the matter. Uh, just my opinions, really. Now, I'm sure you already know about the whole deal, but let's recap. On March 27, 2019, India, through its space agency ISRO, launched Mission Shakti, its anti-satellite ballistic missile. It was a success. The target satellite was destroyed at an altitude of 300 kilometers. Prime Minister Narendra Modi commented on the event and said that India has now been established as a space power. He also said that this measure had been taken to ensure the protection of the people of India, not just in the present, but far into the future. The primary focus of the news, though, seems to be about the head of NASA, Jim Bridenstine, saying that this was a terrible, terrible thing, and that there were 24 pieces from the collision that, quote, are going above the apogee of the ISS, close quote. Now, an apogee is basically the highest point in the orbit of something around something else. This has added, apparently, an increased risk to the damage of the ISS by 44%. Now that matter seems serious, and it is. Space debris is a genuine threat to anything in orbit. There's already been thousands of pieces being tracked by NASA, and many more which are too small to track. Now Mission Shakti has added around 400 pieces, according to NASA, to the field of junk that's already floating around us, which consists of around 23,000 pieces that are bigger than 10 centimeters. On the other hand, India's Ministry of Foreign Affairs has said that the test was carried out at a low altitude to ensure that the space debris decays out of orbit. They say there's no reason to worry. I do think that sounds kind of plausible, but how sure can you be that all the pieces from the collision will fall back to Earth? Really, there's no way to calculate any of that with any level of certainty. But you also have to remember that India wasn't the first to start shooting down satellites. The US and Russia have been shooting rockets into space for quite a few years during the Cold War. The US finally shut it down in 1988, and I mean rockets to destroy satellites. However, there was an incident in 2008 when they launched a missile to destroy a spy satellite that was falling out of orbit. They shut it down with the explanation that it contained a toxic fuel and they didn't want it to harm anyone near the crash site. Russia, on the other hand, is still active in testing and shows no signs of stopping. So where's their slap on the wrist? And then there's China who carried out a test in 2007 on one of their own satellites. It was at an altitude of around 865 kilometers, much higher than Mission Shakti. It also created about 3,000 fragments of debris. That seems like a much more irresponsible act than the Indian one, if you ask me. I wonder what Bridenstine would have to say about that. Of course, 
It was over a decade ago. And then, of course, there are the elections. Now, many see this move, the whole Mission Shakti thing, as another strategic ploy uh, by the BJP to garner votes for the upcoming general elections. And that may well be true. From more recent news about how they dealt with the Pulwama attack, they certainly don't seem to be above such risks to get votes. And there's another side of this story, that this ASAT initiative may be necessary for India. Not to mention the tensions in Pakistan, but India does have a lot of satellites in orbit for a variety of purposes. It's not far-fetched to think that we may need to have measures ready to protect those assets or to protect our country from attacks from up there. On the other hand, I don't see this as an urgent requirement for our country, considering that Pakistan really doesn't have those kinds of technologies that they're putting into orbit, anything destructive like killer satellites or something of that sort. I think we'd be far better off promoting space exploration and peaceful alliances with other countries to work on space missions. We are doing it, we're good at it, and we're getting better. Let's funnel a little bit more money and enthusiasm in that direction, shall we? Another thing that we could really help with, why don't we put more research in figuring out how to clean up all the debris in orbit? A lot of countries are already thinking about this. They've already put certain attempts in action. Nobody has really come up with a foolproof way of cleaning up space debris. But why don't we contribute to that? Don't you think that would be worthy of admiration from a global perspective? Now, here's my conclusion. As far as this can be justified from some perspectives, it does reek of election pandering taken to the next level. And just because Russia is still at it and China's done it in the past and the US have been all over it for a very long time, admittedly, they've cut it down now, it doesn't mean we have to follow suit. We could well draw the admiration of the world and our citizens by encouraging more peaceful endeavors like exploration. Let's give Elon Musk some competition. Let's go to Mars before anyone else. Don't you think that's a more worthy endeavor than firepower in space? That's my thoughts on the topic. Thanks for listening. To check out the blog version of this episode, as well as the citations and references used, please go to rationable.wordpress.com. This podcast was written and produced by me, Abhijit, and edited by myself and Liz Wolf. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments, ideas, or suggestions, please write to me at contact.rationable at gmail.com or tweet at berationable. Until next time, keep digging deeper and, of course, be rationable.